We got 10 episodes. I think we do have 10 episodes. Yay. Congratulations to us. Look at us. And in celebration of that, we both got haircuts. (laughs) The same one. For you guys. He did mine with his left hand and Joe's with his right. Have you ever heard that old riddle about you go to a barber shop and there's one guy with a good haircut and one guy with a bad one? Which guy do you get to cut your hair? Hmm. Probably the one with the bad hair if they're doing each other's hair. Exactly. That's the theory. Yeah, that's right. Theoretically. But most likely, I would go to a different barber shop. <laughs> I would get out of that want super cut. I don't want a barber shop <laughs> where the results are based on riddles. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a sports clips? I don't even know. That's like a, oh, oh, it's a, a shop chain. It, it, yeah, it's like a thing in the. I, I don't. Maybe I guess it's just in the south where you go there and they just have like nine TVs, like it's a Chili's, and there's like women dressed like sexy referees, basically for haircuts. <laughs> yeah, that's not good because that's distracting. I know. I know. <laughs> the barbers better all be gay. Otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> they play football, but everyone that works there fucking hates football. Yeah, <laughs> she like the, fucked up my hair and like, hey, it's okay, man. I was staring at her titties. Yeah. <laughs> the Jets lost, dude. Sorry, man. I got mad. Um, yeah, all right. Well, we're back. We got another episode, some things to talk about. How have things been for you in general? Honestly, uh, tedious, but not bad. Okay. My mind have been pretty quiet. I haven't had a lot of huge drama. Guests have been pretty nice. I've had good interactions. That's... I have had like... Oh, there comes the guests, right? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, I have had... I should put this on Do Not Disturb, especially when that was like... A particularly unimportant phone call intentionally as an <laughs> insult to the person calling. Um, uh, yeah, I have a broken dishwasher that I need to replace that I'm going to go actually tonight to double check that it can't be fixed myself. Are oh, you going to go tonight? I'm driving there tonight. Damn. I have to okay. be there tomorrow morning because uh, we're switching propane companies and they have to put like a meter in and they need somebody there, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've had a, a pretty easy time. I did have this lady. We have this new listing, and yes, it's in a like less than desirable neighborhood. But with this lady, but it's nice. It's like we did everything right. It's secure. It's safe. Blah blah blah. And this lady called. Well, you, you know the expression is you want to be the best house on the worst block. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we do. We just we're yeah. like we're a city on a hill in a really bad city. <laughs> yeah. But um, you are a target for robbery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but these ladies are staying there and they, they said a, someone knocked at the door at like 730 at night. And I was like, OK, I understand that could be scary. And they're like, also, someone knocked at the door really early one morning. And honestly, like, I, I understand. 730 at night is not that late. Also, it's more like 730 in the evening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. It was even. Yeah, exactly. It's not like high crime time. But they were so freaked out. They didn't leave their bedrooms. Because I was like, who was it? You know, like, did you look at their car? Did you see who it was? Because it could be something bad. It could be some jerk on neighborhood, door to door, whatever. But it turns out it was an electrician. But it took me 24 hours to find that. And by the time I'd, I had jumped through all these fucking hoops for you these people. You don't have like a camera out front or something? We did, but it was like connected to the owner's account. And it was this whole fiasco. And then with the worst part, and this is the most stressful thing, is I never say this. But I, I gave them a refund for, they wanted to leave that night because they are so spooked. So I gave them a, a a refund for that night and Sam was calling me too <laughs> and they we're a busy guys uh, yeah that's how important we are um 
I gave him a refund for that night and then the next and I texted him and I was like, hey, we've done everything we can for you. Would you mind just not reviewing us on this? And I never say that because it can be used against you, right? Right. And then the next day they tried to call me. They're like, hey, we have a question about this uh, refund that you gave us. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I cornered myself, you know? And then it turns out- So what? what? They were they were basically just mad that they, they wanted tax. They wanted like the taxes- refunded too and i was like i can't do that that's airbnb's thing right. there's a limit of what i can give you back and then they bought that and then we just moved on <laughs> so all's well that ends well but it's like that ate up 24 hours of my life of just having and it that seems loom like over such me a non-event yeah we're talking like 40 dollars, by the way and we had we had like a oh. five exchange message about 40 dollars. you know yeah that's already i'd pay 40 dollars to avoid a five exchange yeah. message for sure yeah for sure so but besides that I can't really complain. Been pretty pretty smooth. Things are good. October's a bad month in my part of the woods, so everyone's scurrying to fill the calendars. Everyone's sad about prices. What is October like in, in your area? It slows down. Well, September actually starts to slow down. I think October's maybe even a little slower, but it's like basically it ends up being all the weekends are booked. It's like... Classic. It's nothing crazy. Honestly, in some ways, it's almost like a relief because August is so crazy to just be like... Booked enough that everyone's making money. Your August is crazy? Our August is crazy, yeah. Why do you think that is? I, I would assume people have gone... Like in the South, people go back to school. August is like a shitty They're back month. to school in September here. Oh, yeah. really? That yeah. late? so like August is the last month for people to leave, take, you know, vac- family vacations and stuff like that. Schools in the South go back so early because we have so much catching up to do. <laughs> when does school end in, in New York? Like as far as like as in May, like first nah, week of I, June? I don't remember. But also this is... I guess most of the people are in New York, but we get like a lot of Jersey and Pennsylvania as well. Ah, okay. Nice. All right. Well, uh, there's some big news in the Airbnb world, Boris. I don't know if you know this, but they are making and they have made a Shrek-themed Airbnb. Who's they? Uh, that's their pronouns. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a they. But it's not like Airbnb. You said it as if it's like Airbnb putting it up themselves. No. Somebody, I, yeah. somebody just like listed this. Honestly, I'm guessing they're getting press. I, I honestly think like this thing is so professional that I, I wonder um, like if it was like some major company that did it because it looks really freaking good. I, I want to show it to you so you can yeah. get I mean, a reaction a here. that are capable. Oh, actually, I have a thing I'm doing that I, I want to bring up later. But um. Yeah, there, you've seen that, like, there's a Seinfeld one. Oh, is there really? And yeah, yeah, there's a company that does them, and the Seinfeld one is one that they did that got, like, a lot of publicity, I think. And it's basically, like, I think it's in, like, Pittsburgh. Like, it's not in New York. It's, like, somewhere else, and it's modeled after the Seinfeld house. I just don't get that. I don't understand that one. I didn't watch Seinfeld, Seinfeld growing up. Seinfeld one? Yeah, I mean, would you care about that? Would you make a trip to Pittsburgh to stay? I think if you're like already staying and there's enough people that are going to be staying there on any given night, it doesn't have to be that much more for people to choose it just for the fun of it. Because like, I remember when my wife and I were doing like a trip down south on the way back up, we stayed at like, it was like an old timey post office that was converted. And it was like cute. It's like- Yeah, that's fun. Get some, and we were just looking for somewhere to stay for the night. So it was just like- this place or like three other comparable places that are basically the same price that aren't like a cute old converted postal house or whatever it was. Yeah, I think then you win. If it's just that compared to like a vanilla box, then sure. But like I'm not traveling to stay there. Okay. No. But but look, this thing is pretty fucking crazy. Oh, wow. And the whole and this is really cute on the listing. It says it's hosted by Donkey, which is, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, they really went with it all the way. Throw you straight kids. Probably against the rules. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Yeah, how is this not like a copyright infringement? This is crazy. Yeah, they went. I, they I'll went post nuts. photos in the video edit so that people can see it. But I mean, yeah, this is extremely well done. Wouldn't it be um, funny if this was in like a super bad neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like huge target. Yeah. This is real? Yeah. I guess. It's like incredibly like the images look almost like CGI'd. Yeah. Here's what here's the thing about that's weird to me about this is that like uh I I I don't remember how old I was when Shrek came out, but I wasn't a child. And now so many people have all this like Shrek nostalgia that like it's shocking to me. I'm sending this to myself. Oh, nice. Cool. I thought you were going to send it to my ex-wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, shocking to you what? Like there's like, have you ever had this experience where something that you were a man when it came out yeah. is now like, oh, remember when we were kids and this came out? And I was like, no, I was, you know, a full on adult when Shrek came out. And so like, I don't want to go to your Shrek rave or like, you know, yeah, whatever. I would not go to a Shrek rave, but all these types of things, man, it makes total sense to me why they do well. Like it's just, yeah. it just stands out. And like, I, I totally get that. Like all else equal, it is a big investment for something that you're not necessarily going to like, let's say double the price of compared to another room even though i could see for the shrek one i mean that's it's pretty particular if you got kids like it's like fucking taking your kids to an amusement park at that point yeah they would get a huge kick out of that um but otherwise you're just always going to be booked you know it's just a really simple reason to like half of the airbnb game i feel like is instagrammable photos like it's so yes. clutch like I constantly have it like on my list to like redo rooms and put in accents and do like anything where it looks cool in a photo and people want to take photos in front of it. How did, how did you get your pictures done? Did you pay like a pro to do it or do you, you, I mean, you have skills with cameras and stuff. Did you uh, do it yourself? I'm so, so, but my brother is a better photographer oh, really? or, or videographer really. Yeah. Mm. He, he does it like professionally in, in some cases. So he's got a lot of experience. His company that he ran, he did a lot of like the product photos for. So he knows what he's doing with lighting and stuff. I know somewhat what I'm doing, but he he does it better. We still have, we bought a drone that we haven't even used yet. We, oh, we bought shit. a really nice drone to do aerial shots like a while ago actually. And it's kind of ridiculous what we spent on it and haven't even really put it to use yet. Yeah, after the shop takes off, then you go back to the, start the drone the drone biz. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got a real long list of shit we got to do. That would be cool if Airbnb allowed you to post a video of your property. I don't think they do. I think Verbo might allow that, but I don't think Airbnb does. I'm not sure they do, but at the least when you do direct bookings and on your site and stuff, I think it'd be cool to do yeah. like a walkthrough. They have that a lot for like real estate stuff now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I I I went. I had one experience with like a high end photographer, and it, it. I don't know. After you do this for a while, you can get so sure of your own opinion that you think you know everything. And this guy had a property in like upstate New York, and it was beautiful. It was a perfectly well styled house. Had these gorgeous trees. Everything was dialed in, but his calendar was just dead. And he just you know didn't know what he's doing. And then he's like, "Hey, we got contacted by this photographer. They said that they'll stay at the house and they'll do professional pictures." And, and in exchange for a free stay and a thousand dollars, I was like, "This is a fucking scam." I would never entertain yeah, people like at, this. At the least, even just asking for a free stay is usually already a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of the. I, I know you posted recently. We had an influencer yeah. ask, and like, 
She had like not an amazing following. I gave her a discount and actually like oh, really? pretty, I gave her a pretty decent discount. Um and then like I feel like she never ended up even delivering the content that she was supposed to deliver. What? I it was honestly at that time it was like too busy for me to like more aggressively follow up and see what was up, but it like yeah, it came to nothing. Yeah. Well, get this. This dude pays the guy. He takes pictures, and the pictures are so good that his listing blows up, and he makes really? a bunch of money. Oh. Yeah, but in my defense, this was like the only guy that was actually good at his job, and he had like 100,000 followers, and they had like a travel channel IG kind of content okay. already. I mean, it's not all created equal. You know, yeah. you look at the numbers, you can do your due diligence, and if- How many, but, how many did the lady have that you gave a discount to? Might have been like fifty thousand on Instagram. Jesus, but it, okay, but that's that's de- for real. That's but it, yeah. yeah. But it also depends on what kind of followers they have. Yeah, obviously you want to do the very basic thing of making sure they're real followers because people who do insane things like that all the time, you can you can tell pretty quickly when they bought a following. How do you do that? Is there an app that can tell you if it's all like love me daddy? No, but honestly, it's pretty easy to smell out. Like yeah. first couple things, like really most basic, are like. One, what's the engagement on the post? If somebody sure. has 50,000 followers, but they're getting 23 likes a post, they probably bought their followers. Yeah. Two, you can usually take a look at like who the list of followers and you can see if it looks like a bunch of spam bot accounts. But also like, honestly, look at their posts. If their posts are fucking garbage and then they probably didn't like yeah. sincerely earn a following, you know, like there's some that might not make sense to you, but you can tell when somebody really is just like, what is this? Why would anybody? Why? Why would anybody follow this? You know, if you can't imagine why anybody would, it's probably because nobody does. But you know, I think if you could set that up for yourself, that would be like I'm not a photographer; I'll never will be. But yeah. if you could have like a travel channel content thing, and then just pitch that little bullshit scam to people, that's such a good thing. Like, yeah, but it's also not yeah. a scam in the end. If you can actually do that and do it well, then it's no longer a scam. You know? Yeah, but it is kind of like I'm famous, so I should eat in your restaurant for free type thing. You know? For sure, for sure. I but don't know. but it is. It's not an I should eat in your restaurant for free if you're trading services i think there's not sure. it's not bad to barter the problem is there's just a lot of scam artists because it lends itself to that and yeah. so you have to really know what you're doing to barter with somebody to know what it is they're actually providing you when it's content it's like the value can so easily be hard to differentiate from like zero to selling at your calendar this lady that hit me up that i posted about that you saw she had 2500 followers on instagram yeah I and i was like i know open mic comedians who have more followers on instagram than you yeah yeah you know that's not gonna do it yeah okay another thing i had big success this week this was huge there's on, on hospitable they have this new feature or maybe it's an old one i don't know where if the calendar is open the day before or the day after a booking It'll pull that data and you can write a, a message that automatically goes to the guest and says, hey, thanks for the booking, blah, blah, blah. By the way, uh, the day before your stay is available and the day or the day after or whatever the case may be. And I was so pumped about this. I made a status about it. I was like, this is so I felt like I was a hacker in a 90s movie. <laughs> I just felt like so. Is it like offer them a discount to like extend or whatever? Well, you can word it however you want. I yeah. just say, if would you add a day if the price was right? Because as dumb as that's sounds for, i've learned that that wording yeah intrigues no, that's, that's people. pretty good let them speak first type yeah. deal and uh and i was so excited to see the results right and then all it has been is people being like really mad 
or or really entitled people being like no i don't want an extra day i only want these days uh-huh. don't 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 give us another we only like people are getting so like upset they're gonna change their stay length without yeah. their consent or people like taking it the other way where they're just like oh no that's awesome we'll check in whenever the fuck we want now <laughs> and we'll stay with as long as we yeah. want yeah. like it's like it I completely mean, blew up my face sure yeah that's hilarious but yeah. the feature is awesome it is and it's just about the right wording that's like has the right implications. The subtext is one, this day might still book if you don't book it. So don't think you can just come whenever. Yeah. And the subtext is two, um, this is totally at your discretion. If you want to extend, there's a, you know, we'd be willing to make it sweet for you. But it finally worked. One guy, I wrote him and I was like, hey, the day before your stay is available, would you like it? And he's like, yeah, it'd be just as easy to come on a Sunday as it would on a Monday. And I was like, should I extend your stay? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Because also like a Sunday is a shitty day in my neck of the woods. Like it's impossible to sell a Sunday right now. They're yeah. so hard to book. And it, so it actually worked. So shout out to Hospitable. Shout out to that feature. It was it was all worth it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, it also, that that is another one of those things as many we discussed that sort of depend on the area and demographic that you're dealing with like who who it is it's traveling and why so like for us i could see that being very useful during the summer when there's little open pockets the rest of the year again it's one of those things where like somebody already probably took off friday for work and they're coming friday to sunday and so it's not that likely that they will be able to come early but you know a lot of times when it's a group of 12 let's say renting a house maybe three of them can come early and they're willing to fork up the difference because they take the extra day, you know? But you know, one one of the things I've been thinking about is like, maybe my timing is wrong. I'm sending it with all the initial booking information. That's overwhelming because like, here's the address, here's the checkout rule, here's the check-in stuff, here's the location, here's some recommendations. Maybe I should like wait a couple days, you know, Uh, but then, you know, I I don't know. I don't know how many uh, variables you can adjust, but like the one variable is like, depending on how long they're staying, right? If they're staying for like a full week, then I could see you sending, and there's a day available at the end of their stay, I could see you sending that in their first or second day of their stay as late as that, you know, whereas if they're staying for like three days and there's a day available at the beginning of their stay, you might want to send that like two weeks ahead of time. But there is, with all these AI things though, there is this thing where when you read through some of the conversations, you realize you come across like a real dumbass. People are like, hey, I'm in town for one night because my dad's dead and I'm only in town for one night because I'm also poor. And you're like, would you like to extend your trip (laughs) for several days? (laughs) They're like, what part of my dad being dead and I got to leave? Did you not understand? You insensitive prick, you know? I don't know. I think it's a cool feature. I think there's uh, like something to it, but I, I'm going to keep playing with it. No, it's super yeah. handy because the thing is, is like, I'm usually just too lazy to do that. It's just, me- it's so many messages yeah. for like, let's say one out of 30 saying yes. But if it takes zero effort and it's automated, as long as you don't piss anybody off, yes, then great. That's one out of 30. Then then there's no time, you know, no skin off your back basically once it's set up. You know, once you can trust it to actually not make you sound like an idiot, I mean, it's just eliminating a ton of time that you spend on this. Some people are so bad at talking to guests, so they should use AI. Like my stepdad, God bless him, is a uh, is a wonderful man, but he already speaks to people like he is AI. I don't know what it is about the way he talks. He he just pisses people off every time. He's like, so this reservation is for six guests. 
and no more. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> the way he, it's like he talks like English. Jesus-tory. Yeah. He talks like Eng- English and being a human is not his first language. <laughs> and they get mad. Like the last interaction, somebody's like, I know how supply and demand works. Yeah. And they yeah, said that to him. down to me. And I was like, Jesus, I've never gotten that much heat from somebody off a booking message like that. Yeah. I mean, your job is definitely, you're the police in this case. You need to deescalate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So some people should use AI for sure. Yeah, some guests should use AI. Yes, God. Their booking process. Can we just not talk at all <laughs> between each other? Have your robots call my robots? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, cool. Well, so the, the two other things we had on our list, um, you sent me this thing about Airbnb asking hosts to donate or do discount housing for victims of the Maui fires. Yeah. And the funniest thing about this is Airbnb is basically doing nothing. This reminds me of, um, didn't uh, The Rock and Oprah get a bunch of shit? Because oh, they yeah. like, started a charity, but basically, like I think they each donated $5 million. I don't know enough about this to know whether we should give them shit. I didn't really mm. look at it. It looked like people just giving them shit. Uh, but basically, like supposedly, all the funds went to like the establishment of the infrastructure of the thing, oh, it which was. does need to exist. But it, yeah, you kind of want some of the money to actually go to help people in a more like palpable way. It's just tough anytime like a, a like a thing with a lot of money is talking to you because it's not even a person at this point. Like like uh, like when you go to the grocery store and they're trying to get you to donate a dollar to feed starving kids or whatever, and right. it's like. You have a lot of fucking food here. <laughs> Why don't you donate all this fucking food right. instead of asking me a person's having to pay for this food? Or, uh, you know? Well, the big one for me is show me what you're doing first. Yes. You know, which some companies get right. But Airbnb in this case is not really getting it right. Because first of all, they bury the... Po- the there is a section on this page that is um, how Airbnb contributes, which is literally my first question. Like, I don't want to scroll all the way to the bottom for that. My first question is like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Um, and, and it's already like an antagonistic thing to approach hosts with because hosts are constantly getting fucked by Airbnb. Yes. So it's like, oh, you want me to donate money to you? Well, you could have not taken the $200 from me that you took that like the guests should have paid out or whatever it is. I donated now. six months ago when someone destroyed my table and he gave me jack shit. Right. <laughs> well, so when they describe how they help, they say, one, Airbnb helps fund stays and covers operating costs for Airbnb.org, which so basically they're paying for their own organization. Yeah. They're like they're like donating to themselves to help themselves. Right. Like help it, you. It's, just not, it's not a trustworthy <laughs> way to word that because yeah. it sounds like they have a charitable organization under their own company. And you know what? That is one of the oldest scams in the book. There's a lot of charitable organizations out there that are wings of companies that are great tax deductions. Um, and then the next thing is they help provide, they provide hosts with air cover, which includes, well, they basically pay for the insurance for that stay, which is something, but it's really just waiving a fee that they would normally charge. Now, it, it will be helpful if uh, there's a Maui victim that stays in your house and somehow they end up lighting your house on fire too. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, Airbnb will cover it. But otherwise, it's a thing theoretically they don't ever have to pay out if there's no damage. 
Um, and then they waive hosts and guest fees on all Airbnb.org stays for survivors and first responders. So essentially, they're waiving their fees for these things, which is not nothing. But at the same time, they're not like donating any of their active income for it. Yeah, they're just like introducing the people with money with the people who need money. You know, like, I don't know. It's like... Well, they're, what they're yeah. saying is we're not going to make money off of these stays, which is not nothing, but also... Okay, but why don't you donate something? Yeah, Airbnb is worth forty-four billion dollars. Right. You know, and split it, the cost of the stay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like they even offer as an option, like you don't have to do it free. You could give a Maui guest a discount to stay at your house. Okay. How about I do it for half off, but the half that is being paid, you pay. And yeah. then this way, I know everyone's got skin in the game and that this is actually like a sincere effort and not just a marketing thing for Airbnb where the bulk of the costs are actually passed on to the hosts. Code word in the discount is Maui Wowie. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if like I would just pay this forward. <laughs> And every guest that stays that like does a booking is like, I would also encourage you to add $10 to your booking that helps pay yes. for me to host a Maui survivor or first responder at another booking at another time. Like that's kind of like similar to what they're doing. There, well, you know, there is a function on Airbnb for people to tip their hosts. Mm, I don't know. Because it hasn't been done. It is never in history. Or it's like a thing I have to turn on. Is that what it is? I, I, I think, I don't know. But We've gotten cash tips that obviously go to the cleaner when they come because that's yeah. what they're meant for. I've never met someone who's so happy with the service I gave them. They're like, you should make more money. Yeah. No, I mean, that's basically on par with tipping your landlord. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the you yeah. get for that. Yeah. Which Airbnb asking for any funds from the hosts it's also on par with tipping your landlord. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it just feels so stupid. And I, I don't know. I don't trust any big charity. I don't know. What do you think is the right way to give money to people? Do you give money in the street? Are you like I don't those give guys? money in the street. And mm. uh, we give money to charities, but I'm big on that. Like, um, what's that site? Charity uh, Navigator.org. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're good. They'll assess like what percentage of the funds goes actually towards like the final result rather than the infrastructure of the charity. Yeah. And then also like a lot of times my wife's company or my company will like do match. And so that's a good way to do it, I think. Every time I do my taxes and I look at how many like charities and GoFundMes I've donated to, I'm like, I'm a selfish dickhead. <laughs> I'm like, because I, I feel like I'm giving all the time. And then you total it up and it was like, oh, it was $500 over the course of one year. That's not, I mean, I mean that's, I not, like nothing. that's not nothing. Yeah. But, yeah. But like, you know, like, I don't know. I like when I was religious, you would donate 10%. And that's a lot of, of money. your income. Yeah, you're expected to. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. also like there's a not to get in the weeds of it, but there's also like that like um, effective altruism movement where like you're supposed to like commit to donating X percent of your salary mm. and things like that. And there's and there's a lot of people that are like specifically have an um, approach to charity where like the goal is actually to m make as high of a living as like earning as possible specifically mm. to donate. So they like encourage you to like, you know, become an executive at Google or like whatever it is yeah. specifically to earn that. It's like, y if you really want to help people, you're actually better off like becoming like an Uber capitalist executive, whatever, and donating 
80% of your salary than being like a super charitable person who makes 40 grand a year who can't really afford to like do that much on top of it. Yeah, I, I, I actually think somewhere in the back of my head that thought kicks around, but then I don't know if I ever achieve that, would I do any of those things? Right, right. It's like, well, now that I'm here, it feels a little different actually. I'm going to donate the amount of 40K a year guy would have donated. I hear there's some good deals on land in Maui right now. Maybe I should put my deploy my resources there. There, there's this thing I'm seeing in the streets in New York now where like, I mean, it happens everywhere, but it feels like it happens seasonally Yeah, where these people invest, they like try to stop you and get you to sign up to donate to I fucking nobody, uh, yeah. nothing on the street. I, I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. I had, I think I told you I was like stopped months ago. It was like all like senior citizens also. So I'm guessing they just had nothing better to do during the day. But like at the farmer's market by me, they had signs that said, um, stop, uh, stop the war in Russia or something like that. Mm. And uh, and they were like, can you sign this petition to stop the war in Ukraine? And I was like, is Putin going to read that petition? <laughs> and, this, and this lady and this lady goes, you know, it's always a white guy that says that. And I was oh, like, oh, no. And then I was like, well, you know, I'm actually a Ukrainian refugee. Oh, and she, no. It gets and she's worse. Like, and she was just like, oh, well, I can see why you feel that way. And then I look at their signs and what it is is it's actually like kind of right now where like the far left and the far right coincide where they're all like basically it's all a big sort of psyop where you know Ukraine is being used as a proxy. I'm not to get into the weeds because I can actually be empathetic to a lot of the arguments that they might have. But the point is, is that like as soon as I started engaging at any level, besides like sure I'll sign immediate, your petition, yes, it was yeah. immediately like you fucking what guy? Like of course you don't want to blah blah blah. And I, and like I'm like we could have had a conversation here. Yeah, honestly, I feel like that's what it must be like to be like a hot woman on a dating app. Cause it's <laughs> cause like, like, it's like, we're the hot women and those charity people are the guys telling us good morning, beautiful. <laughs> it's like, if we say, Hey, cool. They're like, great. But the minute you're like, no, no, thank you. Not today. They're like, you fucking bitch. Cold ass bitch. bitch. Pussy stink anyway. <laughs> fucking ugly. <laughs> I, I, when I lived in Denmark, like I donated to all of them just so I could tell them I already was a member. And then my girlfriend was like, you know, you could just lie and said that and I was like yeah I, did. I don't know at the time I couldn't have pulled it off but I don't know yeah, yeah anyway I, I feel like at the very least if Airbnb is going to be in the business of asking its hosts to do charity they should really lead and they yeah. it should be much more overwhelming than a note at the bottom that says we have our own organization and we donate money to our organization. Yeah, because it just seems like a, like tax you know sheltering or something. Yeah, it, it would be, it thing. would go a long way, and it would probably do a better job of encouraging hosts to donate if they said we have already donated X amount of money and we have picked this many houses that we are paying the hosts. You know what I mean? Like they they should lead from example and say, "We're gonna pay for you to house these people, and then you can match it." You know, I would. We'll, we'll give you a free stay for a night if you do a stay for a night, something like that. Oh yeah, know? like a travel credit that yeah. would that would cost them nothing more more than likely. How about this? Should we start our own charities that way? When we do like the bare minimum for a friend or somebody, Dude, we can there's be a lot of money in charity. Actually, you haven't seen this telemarketers documentary, have you? Oh, I would love that. I already know I would love it. I haven't, but I would love well, it. Well, so here's the crazy thing: 
So this it's about this uh, company called CDG Civic Development Group in New Brunswick that like ended up being the largest like scam telemarketing in the country and like mm. unravels. I worked there when I was seventeen, <laughs> doing calls. Really, for the summer? Yeah, it was like me and like three high school friends and all ex cons, like wow. doing drugs and drinking on the job and shit like that. Really, yeah. I never knew that you did that. Yeah, yeah. For like, I mean, I've had a lot of weird little jobs th- over the years, but yeah, one summer, um, they paid like double minimum wage plus bonuses. It was like, you know, pretty good money at the time. I was seventeen years old. Like, how, as soon as we got our licenses, we could drive to New Brunswick and work there. How many phone calls would you make a day? A lot. It was like automated. As soon as you hung oh. up on one, the computer would dial the next one for you and like start you off with their name and like the info, and you call for. Fraternal Order of Police or Police Benevolence Association. I recommend is, the documentary. It's really good. Is that what that is? I assume that's a scam when they're like, donate to the firefighters. So it's know. actually crazier than it sounds without giving too much away. But basically it unravels to the point where like the police are really in on this and they are not only complicit, but like encourage a lot of these telemarketing tactics because essentially these like private fundraising groups are good at like, you know, taking advantage of people. And so, you know, 10% of something is better than zero percent or nothing and so the police yeah. and but a lot of times it's like specifically individuals in the fop that like communicate with these people and give them whatever and people don't want to hold them accountable because they're cops but supposedly some stuff is happening now i don't know if it's because of the documentary or not but it's definitely worth a watch it's very cool and also it's insane that i worked there and yeah it was cool seeing it i recognized a few people i recognized my oh manager. shit yeah yeah because it shows footage from like the wow. 90s and early 2000s Damn, that'd be funny if they had footage of you. Like, I was looking out for little Boris making calls. Out, so they definitely like got permission for anybody who was shown <laughs> there, and nobody ever, you know, asked my permission. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of scams, I would have loved it. <laughs> I, I could use a new television credit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be awesome. Yeah, put your name on the credits. Um, speaking of scams, um, there's a new Airbnb listing coming out, Boris. Oh, yeah. I haven't even looked at this yet. You sent it to me. Yeah. I don't know if you're ready for this, but Gwyneth Paltrow is going to start airbnb her house. Uh, but for one guest night. House. Yeah. Her guest house. Yeah. For one night. And um, so it's just a bidding to stay in her guest house from the, for one night. Yeah. And the whole thing smells like her pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like house was nice. Big pool. House smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the selling point. It's like some big fat gross dude. It's just yeah. like, I'll pay anything. <laughs> spent the whole day in bed breathing in the mattress. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, this article says, do you need a jump start on your path to a beautiful, optimized life? Uh, this already sounds like the beginning of like a Mooney cult. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your shot at living the Goop lifestyle promoted by Gwyneth Paltrow's beauty, fashion, food, and wellness brand. Is that like her brand Goop or something? Yeah, you never heard of this? I I, they, I mean, they literally tuned sold it out. candles that smell like her pussy. That's I've, why. No, no, I have heard that, but I don't. does she call her pussy Goop? <laughs> sort of, I guess. But yeah. no, that's that's the name of her brand. I mean, it's huge. It's like she, she's like super wealthy from it. Ah, I didn't know if it was like one of those like failed celebrity businesses. No, no, it's... it's I, I, I believe my understanding is it's quite successful, but Damn. it's very woo woo. A lot of it is like, you know, crystals and shit. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, Jade egg you put in your vagina or whatever. Exactly. 
Um, for one night only, the Oscar-winning actress and Goop founder and CEO is putting her California guest house on Airbnb. The one-bedroom, one-bath guest house at her home in Montecito opens for a booking at 1 p.m. in August, and the stay is for Saturday, September 9th for up to two guests. Listed for zero dollars. What's the deal? So what? is this a? It's one of two things. Best case scenario, the money goes to charity, and it's some sort of thing. Worst case scenario, this is like marketing for something of hers. Yeah, her new... Or I guess there's worse, worst case scenarios, but, you know. Well, it goes on to say there... She's, worst case scenario, she's <laughs> murdering people in the basement. <laughs> she's coming out with a new brand of linens that all smell like her vagina as well. <laughs> Uh, you're inv- you're invited to indulge in a spa day and participate in a guided transcendental meditation session. And best of all, take home valuable techniques. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the murder sounded better and better. <laughs> at least the suffering ends at one point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough to take spiritual advice from millionaires. You know, like if you're if you're worth twenty million dollars or more, I don't like. I'll take your money advice, but like your fulfillment advice, I don't fucking care what you think. Yeah, I, I think you probably know less about it than everyone. Yeah, you can buy fulfillment. The rest of us can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Airbnb Drama. Yeah, follow us on all the online things, and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.